millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Sarah Ellis and I'm Helen Tupper, and you're listening to the Squiggly Careers podcast, where each week we chat about a different topic to do with work and share some ideas for action, tools and techniques, and the odd bit of advice in the hope of helping you, and to be honest, us, navigate the squiggly world of work we all find ourselves in. As ever, this podcast is as much for us as it is (laughs) for hopefully some people that might listen to it. And before we get started with today's topic, we thought we would just let you know about another podcast that we both enjoy listening to, which is the Secret Leaders podcast. It is particularly good if you have an interest in all things entrepreneurial. I don't think you have to be an entrepreneur to listen to it. Um, like I think if I, when I was at Virgin, if I had known about the podcast, I would have listened to it then because I think it would have created lots of different ideas that I could have brought into that business. And on the podcast, they speak to founders of lots of different organizations like Deliveroo, and Joe Malone and Monzo and they have a really in-depth conversation about the reality of being an entrepreneur when things work when things don't work I think Dan Murray Serta who's one of the hosts asks some really really great questions that really dives into people's experience like their like the practical learning some of the emotional insights that they get from the highs and lows of being an entrepreneur so yeah we really love it and recommend it and you can find it everywhere that you find squiggly if you just search for secret leaders you will find it and, and let us know if you listen and what you think So today we're going to be talking about this idea of progression possibilities and we thought this was a useful topic to cover for a a few different reasons. Firstly we know that the pandemic which I can't really talk about in the past tense really but the ongoing pandemic has prompted lots of people to re-evaluate how they want to progress in their careers, what's important to them in their careers and what that means for what next, whether that's what's next in the next few months or whether that's what next generally, a kind of a bigger question. And I also think, you know, for some people, it's meant that the pandemic has maybe stalled your progression. You were hoping to progress in one direction and that's now feels not very possible or you're perhaps feeling a bit stuck and, you know, disappointed that, you know, you were hoping something was going to happen and something outside of your control means that you're left feeling like you're not progressing in the way that you would like to be. So there's a reason that we put these two words together, like progression and possibilities, because I think in possibilities, it probably gives you a clue for how we're going to talk about this idea of progression today. And in Squiggly Careers, there are a few principles of progression that we always find useful to share at the start of any workshop that we do on this topic. So we thought we'd just talk those through quickly because I think they frame our conversation today 
And then we're going to get very, very practical because I think a lot of you will nod your head along to the next few things that I'm going to say on these principles. And then you'll just you'll just be saying to me, help me with the how. I, I already get what you mean. So we know that in squiggly careers, we develop in different directions. So the idea that our progression is only about promotion feels really limiting. And so we've got to start thinking more about possibilities rather than a plan. We've got to have an exploring mindset rather than thinking about only what next when we apply for a role. And we've got to start thinking about directions rather than being fixed to a destination or fixed to one particular future. So this requires us, I think, to be more open, more curious, more adaptable in our thinking. But what we never want to take away from is that we still really want you to be really ambitious for what you can do in your career. This is not as saying that we don't think promotions are not a good thing. Of course they are. But I think we want to really encourage everybody to think about all the different ways that you can progress and how you can keep growing, how you can keep improving, how you can keep learning. So in order to make this topic really practical, we're going to talk through a four stage process, which (laughs) I actually haven't designed. It's normally me who has processes. Sarah has prepared for today and she's created a process. I'm very impressed. But (laughs) the process is it's got a good intention, which is to help you with your progression possibilities. And you can start this at any stage, but we'll talk through kind of four different parts of the process and start where it feels right for you. The first thing we'll talk about is how you can develop a mind map of your progression possibilities. Then we'll talk about prioritizing them. Then we'll talk about prototyping those progression priorities. And then the last thing we'll talk about is how you can signal the support that you need. So like I said, you might be at a different stage. You might already have quite a lot of clarity on your progression priorities, but maybe the thing that's getting in your way is you don't know how to get the support. Or maybe you're just thinking, I don't really know where I want to go. I just know that I want to go somewhere. And in which case, the starting one that I'm going to talk about is probably a good place for you. So step one or stage one that you don't have to start with number one, but I'm going to is to develop a mind map of your progression possibilities. And the reason that we would want to do this is because it helps you to explore all those different directions that Sarah talked about. And sometimes we can be a little bit limited in our thinking maybe based on what we can see you know it's those known knowns it's like well I can only progress into things that I can see in front of me but actually when we just think a bit broader and think about well what would it look like if I did a sideways move or what would it look like if I went outside of the organization or what would it look like if I did a complete pivot that can sometimes unlock opportunities and we don't want to constrain ourselves too quickly by going oh well I can't do that or that wouldn't give me the salary I need or I haven't got the skills to do that because that then just takes us right back to the known knowns and the stuff that we can see today we want to be unconstrained and curious and explore and then we can do all the other bits of analysis later but that's kind of the first stage yeah and I wonder if sometimes to your point you also feel like your progression in the past because I think I definitely thought like this for a while is about following in other people's footsteps yeah you often use that phrase about going we've kind of got to move away from thinking like we've always got to do things in the way that they've done before especially now with kind of how we're all working and hopefully resetting in positive ways to actually think about well what feels right for me taking a bit more ownership and being more personalized in your progression and I think I took the exact opposite approach to that in like the first at least the first 10 years of my career, where I think I just thought, oh, well, that's what somebody else has done. So that's what I should do. And I think it's moving away from this idea of what you should do versus thinking, 
what do I want to do? How do I want to progress? What feels really interesting and motivating for me? So we just, I think, want to kind of let go of some of those assumptions that I think we sometimes inadvertently make about what progression means. Yeah, and maybe just give yourself a bit of permission as well. Mm. Like actually that it's okay to look at things. You looking at a pivot or, you know, moving to a different organization, it doesn't mean you're you're actually going to do it. And yeah. if you do explore it and want to do it, that's also fine. But give yourself permission to develop in different ways. So how then, as Sarah said, let's talk about the how. What you want to do to start this is to just think about as many different progression possibilities as you can. Maybe like in a mind map, grab pen, paper the word progression in the middle and then just write down what are all the ways in which you could progress your career and Sarah and I did this and we got to 15 different ways uh, we'll share some of our examples with you but um, it'd be interesting to see how many you got so maybe I don't know maybe if you're able to press pause and find a pen and paper and before we tell you some of the ones that we got to see how many of these you get to and if you've got other ones we would love to know maybe we can get a longer list than 15 but here are some of the ones that we came up with when we were thinking about all the different progression possibilities so job crafting secondments learning something new or maybe stretching your strengths in a different direction a side project volunteering shadowing and also promotions. And we just wanted to go really clear on this. We're not anti-promotion. I think actually we're quite pro-promotions. Like we're quite, <laughs> we quite like promotions for lots of different reasons. It's just it's not the only thing you can do to progress. And when you think it is, you often limit a lot of your, a lot of your opportunities. So that is just seven of the 15 that we thought about. And hopefully you've you had some of those and maybe some other ones as well. We thought we might bring it to life a little bit because... They're sometimes it feels a little bit, you know, they're just words, aren't they? So maybe if we talk about some different progression possibilities that we kind of acted on in our career to bring it to life. So Sarah, do you want to go first with one? Yeah, I was thinking about a progression possibility that I explored where I hadn't, I wasn't really following in anyone's footsteps. So that felt quite a brave thing to do at the time. And that was really progressing by changing how I was working so that I could then work on multiple things. So I was working at Sainsbury's at the time, a food retailer here in the UK. My progression possibility was thinking, I'd like to spend more time on Amazing If, but I'd still like to be at Sainsbury's. I want to have my cake and eat it too, essentially. I want the best of both worlds because I love them both. So I started to work a four-day week at Sainsbury's so I would have one day to work on Amazing If. And at the time, this was really unusual. Now, four-day weeks are, are much more common now, which is a great thing. But I didn't know very many people at my level in the organisation who were working a four-day week. I also didn't know anyone who worked a four-day week so they could spend one day on their side project that was very different to what they were doing in their day job. So that felt like a... I remember being really nervous about it. And I've talked about before, kind of it took me quite a long time to almost kind of have the conversation because I, I'm not brilliant at kind of those really brave conversations. I think about things a lot first. So I really had to kind of build myself up to approaching how I was going to do this, what this was going to look like. But the point was, and as we kind of go through the different stages, that really helped me to progress. It helped me to progress in terms of thinking about creativity generally. It gave me a lot more space for creativity that was relevant for both of my roles. I think I learned a lot about managing my time and I was definitely progressing in terms of, well, how do I make these two different things work together side by side so I can be equally brilliant at both? And it felt like a real time of learning and development and also just enjoyment and energy I think I had so much energy at that time because I loved that combination 
I loved both of what I was doing. It wasn't that I was doing it because I thought I really want to go and work an amazing year. At that time, I didn't. I really liked the one day that felt about right for me. And so I felt like I was actually developing in so many different directions when I made that progression possibility happen. And it was something I had never imagined earlier in my career that that would be something that I would that would be really important and motivating for me. So mine's quite different. An example of a progression possibility for me is it was a sideways move within an organisation. So I did have a lot of linear moves. So I had a lot of promotion moves, but I also had some sideways moves. And one of the most memorable was when I was at Eon because it happened so quickly, actually. So I went into Eon into one role that wasn't quite the right fit for me. And I ended up making a sideways move into a role that was a really good fit for me it matched my strengths uh it was a role in innovation and it was a role that I really enjoyed and the reason it was in of itself it was a progression possibility for me because it was a sideways move which is a new role but the reason it was I think more than just a sideways role was because I was doing this job that I'd never done before with a team that I've never worked with before in an organisation, actually, that was still very new. I think this all happened within my first four months within the company. And so I think the progression was the learning that I was doing on the job. Actually, I think that role was almost like a bit of a progression amplifier for me because it increased my confidence It enabled me to progress as a manager. It enabled me to progress because it gave me different confidence in that role that I could do things I'd never done before. It meant that later on in my career, I was probably a bit braver because of it. So I also think some progression possibilities are actually so powerful that they create other ones off the back of it. And I didn't know that that was going to do it at the time, but I, I look back on it now and think it definitely was. So as you're doing your mind map, one thing to watch out for, which is why we wanted to give you those examples there, is I would discourage you from just writing a mind map that says, do a side project, volunteer a bit more, try and be more specific. So if I was doing it back when I was at Sainsbury's, I wouldn't have written side project, I would have written spend more time on Amazing If. If you're thinking about something like job crafting or role redesign, try and be as specific as you can about what that might look like doesn't need to be exact because there might be some things where you think well I don't know what I don't know but try not to just describe in general terms all the ways that anyone could progress try and describe as many different ways as possible that you can come up with that you can progress because this is about you and your progression hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn you're looking in the wrong place that's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. 
If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. So now you've done that, you've hopefully got a bit of paper with lots and lots of words on, lots of arrows, and you're now thinking, so what? That's my favourite stage of any process is just that bit. And I just think, oh, that was fun. And then now you've got to do something with that. You've got to think, what's the outcome from that? Where do I go next? So stage two is about prioritising the possibilities that you've generated, like figuring out, like, what does this mean for me in the here and now? So I think there is one big question to ask yourself and then two things which are more about kind of getting to these priorities in slightly more of a kind of ranking style of way. And I think the first thing to do, which this is more of a coach yourself question, is about just reflecting for yourself generally and just think about why is progression motivating for you in your career at the moment? So let's kind of ground it in in kind of where you are today. Why do you want to progress? I think we have this assumption that we all should all be progressing, maybe all in the same direction, all at the same time. And certainly I felt like that loads of time in my career and I felt pressure from peers and all that stuff because we can't help but compare ourselves to other people. But I think this is that moment of just having that awareness of thinking, what is progression important to me because I really love learning and I just want to learn something new or kind of grow in a new direction? Is it because... I want to get more experience in an area I'm already enjoying. Is it because I want to try something completely new or I want to try out something I'm just really curious about? So just answer the why question. It's quite it's often quite a hard one, but it gets you to the root cause of just making sure that you're not progressing for progression's sake and also progressing in a way that doesn't work for you. And I think when you've got this clarity, it also gives you confidence when you then get onto some of these really practical things. So I think mine, partly it's about more opportunities to live my values, fundamentally. So I keep coming back to my four values are achievement, ideas, learning and variety. And any progression that helps me to have more of those values in my life always feels really motivating, which makes sense because our values are things that motivate and drive us. So actually, I at this point, I think I start to link together values and progression and whenever I have made a mistake in progressing for the sake of progression usually due to shiny objects which are very appealing on the surface and make those understandable decisions that kind of shininess tarnishes quite quickly because you're not living your values more you're probably doing something ultimately for the wrong reasons not to say some of those basics of like salary and job titles and promotions are not important we, we know that they are but again if that's the only reason you're doing something and I have done that in the past I think quite quickly you lose that sense of it feeling kind of motivating. So I think that's the thing that I keep coming back to is connecting my progression with my values. What about you? I think I get to a similar place, actually. I articulate it slightly differently. So I was thinking, why is progression motivating for me in my career at the moment? I would say it's about testing or stretching my potential. Mm. Like I feel like I've got unrealised potential and I will only work out what's unrealised when I 
push my progression and then if I think back to your point on values one of my values is growth Mm. and I think it's that driving I'm like how much can I grow where can I grow and I'm sort of using my progression to push my growth so I think yeah actually pairing what we're going to talk about now with some reflection on your values which is episode 42 of the podcast everybody (laughs) um could be useful so you've done that you've asked yourself a big question and that's a hard question that's a question you might need to keep coming back to please don't worry if you can't answer that as you're listening you know you might want to keep going through the stages but know that that's an important question to not let go of and now look at your progression possibilities so all of the different ideas that you've written down in that mind map and you're going to think about two things firstly of those progression possibilities which ones do you get really excited and energized about when you can imagine them happening So when you really think about those things becoming a reality, which are the ones where you kind of get most excited about? And almost I get a bit like, oh, I just want that to happen because you're you're just really you're either really intrigued or you're really energized. And we would encourage you to maybe pick two or three. So kind of almost try and force rank all of those ideas you came up with, like which are the three that you're just like, oh, I'd love that to be true. You're kind of imagining it in reality. And then ask yourself the question, of all the different ideas that you came up with, which ones also feel most relevant for you? So then you kind of go relevant for you right now in your role, because you might have some that you're really energised about. I can definitely think of some where I think I'd be really energised about that, but it's not relevant right now. It's definitely something I don't want to forget and I perhaps want to keep coming back to, but it's not my priority in terms of energy and efforts like this week, this month, this year, for example. So you're sort of trying to work out the overlap of energy and relevance. So when you've got those, like which are the ones that you end up with a tick in terms of energy and relevance? And then also go back to that question and just do that sense check of, and does it also help me to kind of realise that point in terms of why I want to progress? Because I think you could have something where you're like, oh, I'd be quite excited about that. And it feels useful for me at the moment. But if it doesn't link back to why progression is ultimately motivating for you, it might just be a bit of a stress test to think about, should that be a priority? And maybe it still is. And that's okay, because you've done the thinking. But maybe it might be less of a priority if it's not going to feel really kind of motivating for you. So hopefully you've got like two or three at this point. You've gone really big and wide you've thought a bit about why this matters and you've now got two or three progression possibilities that you want to take action on. It's at this point where until now I think you've been doing thinking, reflecting and awareness and it's at stage three where we move from awareness into action. And actually on this stage I feel like this is the one that often goes wrong for people mm. where they have a progression possibility that they're quite excited by or might might kind of feel like it aligns with what's motivating for them but they basically wait for a job so they're like yeah. oh, I'd love to do this and they're like oh, where where is that job where is that magical side project and in waiting if they don't see that opportunity they might get a bit disillusioned or demotivated and they feel like their career's out of their control and what we want to do is give you back a bit of control so that you're not dependent on this magical progression possibility just materializing magically in front of you and so the way to do that is to prototype your progression possibilities and particularly the ones that you want to prioritize and so in order to do that 
the first thing you do is just get clear on which is the one that you want to make happen. So that's, you know, what Sarah talked about just then. Write that one down and then just go back to why it's important to you. Because sometimes, let's say you've got a progression possibility of you want to become a manager for the first time. Like, let's say that's the thing. You're like, that is a thing that I'm really interested in being and it feels relevant for me right now. What you could then leap to is you could go straight to the how and you're like, well, how could I do that? I could apply for a job as a manager. That's what needs to be done. And in doing that, we've actually limited our opportunities to move that progression possibility forward. So what can help to give you some more options and to give you back a bit more control is instead of just going from the what you want to do and the how you could do it, bring in another bit of reflection, bring in that why again. So if I use that example, what do you want to do? What do you want to make happen? Want to be a manager for the first time? Now let's think about why, go back to why it's important, because I want to help other people to develop, because I want to help the business have a bigger impact. Like, What is the reason that becoming a manager is important to you? Because it's very rarely just for the job title. There's something else that's driving you to want to do that thing. And now when you think about the how, think about it in the context of the why. So it's not how can I become a manager, it's how could I help other people to develop and when you attach the how to the why and not just the what you can often generate more ideas so for example to talk it through how could I make it happen if my why is developing people well I could mentor people for example maybe I could volunteer some of my time to go and work with HR on the induction process for new people coming into the organization maybe I could start a side project which is basically what poor Sarah and I did having having had some of those desires for us and our learning maybe you could go and get developed by somebody else so that you could observe what they do and think about how it could help you there are just so many other ways when you start to prototype in that way and you will have a higher degree of control over some of those things than others and we're not saying dismiss the I want to become a manager but what we are saying is while you are perhaps waiting for that opportunity to emerge there are other things that you can do that can fulfill that need that thing that's important to you I think one of the things you can do as well is if you do get stuck with the how else could I and you're like I I don't know (laughs) I actually don't know if you think about other people that you might know and how else they might do it like if I think about becoming a manager for the first time and developing some of those skills like for developing people if I thought well if I got stuck with my ideas if I thought well how would Sarah Ellis do it well Sarah Ellis would probably volunteer some time for uh, a charity or a social enterprise and do it that way and then if I thought about my friend Kay how would she do it she'd just go and talk to random people and spark up conversations and see where they got to or if I thought about my old manager James he would be confident enough to ask other people for opportunities to do it Mm. and even if you just put yourself in their perspective and frame of mind you might kind of generate a few more ideas that might help you that's a good idea and a perfect segue to stage four so stage four is about signaling the support that you need for your progression possibilities because though we have really tried to encourage everybody to you know really take ownership for this we also know that to do this really well, you always involve other people. Often other people can influence some of these progression possibilities. They can support you. Don't also feel like you have to kind of do this in isolation. So three things to think about in terms of signaling the support that you need. The first thing is that your commitment will always create commitment from other people. And I think what we mean by this is when you're going to have 
conversations with people or when you're suggesting the things that you would like, the ways that you would like to progress, perhaps you're having conversations with managers or mentors, showing that you have got halfway there yourself, showing that you've done some of the work, that you're really committed to this, I think is really important because sometimes we can get a bit dependent on other people for our development and maybe expect people to tell us the answers. And I say that having definitely done it. You know, when you sort of turn <laughs> up and think, and I would have had a lot of clarity of like, because I'm very achievement orientated, this is what I want to do. And then almost kind of been talking to my manager and gone, can you just sort that out then, please? And you're like, okay, well, that's probably not the way it's going to work. So I think if you can show you've made some progress, you've done some of this work and the thinking that we've talked about, then that creates commitment from other people because they can see that you're really serious. If I think about particularly some of the learning that I really wanted to do in my career, I was like a dog with a bone. I was very understanding that organisations couldn't always support me to do the things that I, I wanted to do and some of the learning, but I never let it go. They'd be like, okay, well, can we have a conversation about this in three months' time? And I'd literally be marking it in my diary. In three months' time, I'd be popping up again and saying, that's still really important to me. I've gone away and done these things. Let me know what you're thinking about this now or have you had the opportunity to make progress on some of the actions you talked about that you were going to go on? So people knew that I was persistent and I'd got grit and I wasn't going away. And that does definitely create... That's it like Sarah in a nutshell. <laughs> <laughs> it creates commitment. Tenacious though. to the core. Yeah. It does. Well, it does. It does. It does. So, but do make sure you've done the hard work first and then you get that reciprocated. Second thing, and this I wish I had done when I was doing the four-day week thing, this is about involving rather than feeling like you have to solve everything for yourself. So I turned up to my manager to talk about wanting to work a four-day week with about a 20-page PowerPoint slide presentation. I did not need to do that. I got a really good relationship with my manager. What I needed to do was involve her in my thinking because she had got really good quality thinking to contribute to. So I think I went with all of the answers because I thought that's what I needed to do. And I think whether it's managers or sponsors or informal mentors or peers or just friends at work that you get on really well with, don't be afraid to let people know what you're thinking about. Because I often think when you do this well, you get more ideas in answer to your how else question. So it means you get more ways to prototype it. People can say, oh, yeah, that might be quite hard to do in that way. Oh, but have you thought about this? And you might think, no, I hadn't thought about that. Okay, great. I'll add that to my list of ideas that I could prototype. That definitely happened to me when I was at Microsoft. And it's probably one of the only times I've been brave enough to do it, involve rather than solve. I didn't take the completed answer to my manager when I was thinking, do I stay or do mm. I leave and do Amazing If? Or could I do some hybrid thing? I was like, this is what I'm thinking. And I don't know what the options are. And I'd really like your opinion. Yeah. And actually they did generate, because I remember my husband had said to me, oh, you're being really black and white, black and white about this, Helen, about whether you stay or you go, just explore it. And there were more options on the table for me than I had imagined myself. Yeah. And I do appreciate, I think to do this, you've got to have high trust relationships and probably feel psychological safety. Some people I'm sure will be listening to this thinking, that's not realistic for me. If you're in a bit of a tough or a tricky or even worse, a toxic work environment. Clearly, doing this is really hard. But also don't forget that's where you don't always need to have conversations with people in your organisations about this. Think about networks, think about communities that you could become part of that also might give you some of that support, might give you some of those ideas, some of those options. So involve people along the way. Show people you're working out. 
And then the last thing we wanted to talk about, which is less about an idea for action, but more about wanting to be realistic about squiggly careers, which is how we respond to rejection, to when things don't go to plan. And I think, you know, particularly over the past year and 18 months, perhaps people's plans, you'd worked really hard for something, you've got goals, you've achieved your objectives, and that progression like hasn't happened. That does feel really hard. And that's why we can feel quite demotivated and sort of like we lose our mojo. I think you lose your kind of motivation and your mojo in, in lots of ways. I think it's not about, we've talked about this idea before, I think it's not about ignoring or avoiding those emotions. It's thinking about what's going to help me to make some positive progress. So this might be about starting small. It might be about going, well, this thing I was hoping for is off the table at the moment, but what could I do? And here, if you really feel like you're in this position, I would encourage you to do, and I always do this in circles for some reason, I don't know why, but I would do the circles of control. What's in my circle of control and what's out of my circle of control? And even if the things in the circle of your control feel small, start there. Start from what's in your circle. You can always control what you learn, at least to some extent. And hopefully there's always some free learning that you can do that you've got to find a bit of time, but hopefully might not cost you anything. You can hopefully go and have curious career conversations this is also about remembering people really enjoy helping other people. So who are those people? Who can you just go and have some chats with? And particularly if you're in that position of, you know, maybe things haven't gone your way and do feel hard or you're feeling quite stuck, don't be afraid to share that with the right people in places that you feel comfortable and either ask for some help and also just focus on a bit of positive progress through the things that are in the circle of your control. I also think whenever and I think about all oh, the times when my progression hasn't gone the way I've wanted it to, that like a bit of uh, optimism by osmosis. So spending some time with the people mm, that make you feel good, good, you know, that they inspire you or they just believe in you or you just feel better when you're with them. I just think that kind of gives you that resilience and means that you can just keep progressing, even if it wasn't in the way that you thought you might be. So we really hope that's been helpful. We'd love to hear from you. We'd love to know if it has been helpful and you can get in touch with us really easily. Instagram is probably the um, best way. We're just at Amazing If on Instagram. Or you can email us with an email address. Yes, at Helen and Sarah at squigglycareers.com. And I know that we've talked through this process today, but we'll document it in the pod sheet as well. So you can get that from amazingif.com. Just go to the podcast page and it will have those four steps that we've talked about in detail so that you can work them through and lots of the questions that we've asked. So have a look there. And if you want to dive a bit deeper into it, on the Thursday of the week that this podcast comes out, we will do Pod Plus Live so you can come and we'll demo and bring some of the stuff to life and you can also watch the recording of it back if you can't make it or if you're listening to this at some point in the distant future you'll be able to watch the recording of Poplus back and again that's just on amazingif.com so that's everything for this week as always thank you so much for listening we really appreciate it and we'll back to speak to you again soon bye for now bye everyone Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.